Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite celebrities from film, television, music, comedy, and more. Uh, Pretty much wherever pop culture hangs out, you will find us there waiting to talk to somebody. And today, we have the super talented uh, actress Nina Bergman and she has a film, a brand new film, opening up um, November 5th. Uh, the film is titled Hell Hath No Fury. <laughs> and uh, that is not an understatement. I've I've had the privilege of seeing this movie um, ahead of time. That's just one of the benefits of being in the media. Uh, but uh, it, is, it is a fun and fantastic film and keeps everybody on their toes. Um from the word go. Nina, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. And thank you for watching the movie. Yes, it's a lot of fun. And I tell you, um, you've been a part of a lot of projects over time. But I have to say this one is, I mean, I mean, everything you've done is great. But this one is just unmarkably unbelievable. I mean, let's talk about this how this role came about for you and how you got involved with the project. Uh, yeah, I uh, worked with the director before Jesse Johnson. When I first came to town, I played his Wonder Woman. He did like a Wonder Woman fan movie that went viral before the original movie. And I was yes. Wonder Woman. Yes. So, um, so we've been trying to find projects and then, um, I read the script and I fell in love with the character Marie and I was like, I must have, I must play this one. But um, <laughs> they, they had a big European name attached. That's how they got the funding of the movie. And I was like, I don't care. This is mine. You know, and, and he was like, well, I can't really do anything because the studio and everyone, they're already, you know, the reason why we have the money is because of this, you know, woman attached. And then COVID happened and uh, they had a table read and I begged to do the table read. And I was like, hey, just think of me as an, you know, an intern or, you know, an understudy or something. Let me just do the table read. So he sent the night before I, st- I stayed up all night, you know, worked on the script and came in as the character. You know what I mean? Came in as the character, did the table read. And everyone was like, well, that's Marie. Like, just hire her. Like, what's your problem? You know what I mean? And all the actors fought for me. And then... Um, and then finally I got it. Yeah. So I had to fight for this one. I just, because, uh, you know, it's not an obvious choice where Marie has a very quiet inner power and I'm more like, I sing in a rock band, I box, I ride motorcycles and Marie's, you know, she's a victim of, you know, World War II. She's a resistant fighter, you know, so her strength is a lot different from me and she's very different from me. So it wasn't maybe an obvious choice, you know, at the beginning. Yeah, and that really kind of gives insight to how movies work, honestly, because 
they might attach somebody to a picture just because of the fact that they're a name, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and it's going to get the funding. But that doesn't necessarily mean either that they might be the best choice. Obviously, this role, I feel, was destined to be played by yourself. And so you did a fantastic job. Um, I won't ask on the air, but I'm kind of curious about who the other person might be. <laughs> uh, I digress. Um, I, that's just the weird part of my brain that's going, well, I, now I want to know who it is. Um, but it's okay. So this is a great film, and you had worked with this director before. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a bigger message to this story yeah. uh, that people will hopefully get. Yeah, and And that is really, I think, what art and and films are about obviously we want to be entertained but clearly there's a message here a subtext um that jesse and you and the rest of the cast are trying to promote and and i think as an actor for you that's important i would imagine right for people to really walk away whether it's not necessarily your job to convince people of it but to just do amazing work like you all do and then let people decide later but there's a big message here for sure Oh, oh yeah. I mean, at this point in my life, I try to pick projects. You, you take the money projects and then you pick the projects where, you know, uh, like with this movie, it's still so relevant because these are stories that are not told. You know, my right. character was a very, you know, it's based on a true story and a comic book. And it's a very, uh, she was a very common character where in World War II, these women would... Um, be sent out to fall in love with not you know pretend to have dates and fall in love with nazis and ss officers and gather information you know and that was what happened to me my my uh my character's parents were killed by an ss officer named von bruckner and um i met with him and fell in love with him you know and um you know did i did i not fall in love with him you know i chose to fall in love with him you know because you know, uh, that's the tragic of these situations too. You know, maybe these two characters could have been soulmates if it wasn't that he was an SS officer and killed my parents and I was a French resistance fighter who ended up in Ravensbrook jail for three months, you know, in a concentration camp. And then, you know, he, he actually got me out and, you know, you know, so, the, you know, I don't want to give the whole movie away. So, but um, yeah, so it's just so relevant that these unsung heroes' uh, stories get told, I think. And it's very important to tell them, too, because we don't want to repeat history. No. Know? And uh, I thought Jesse did a very beautiful job with, you know, telling the story without uh, telling, you know, so, so it's watchable. All the research I did was so gruesome. I mean, I was crying myself to sleep every night. You know, it was uh, the deeper I dug into what, what was really happening back then. I mean, it was, uh, it was just, you know, like, I, I can't even, it was, you know, uh, it, it was horrible. So uh, it changed me, changed me forever. So I, I, I just feel Jesse did a good job of showing, you know, just enough so you get the sense of what happened back then but still told the story and didn't make it too hard to watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no. I I mean, for me, it was a great film. So I could understand how, as a creator and an artist and a director, you want to be honest with the material, but then at the same time, you know, um, you don't want to, you know, we're not going for like an, uh, I don't know what another rating would be, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're just, you want to create something, 
that's fun and that's big, but not like so over the top that it's like, okay, this is ridiculous, which it's going to be great fun and it's going to release in theaters nationwide. Um, did you get this done before the lockdown and all of that? Or was it kind of in the middle of things? How, how did it work for you? Um, it was in the middle of things. So that's why it was such a special experience too, because uh, I wanted to live walking distance from the location. You know, I'm one of those actors method, call it whatever you want, where I need to, with a movie like that, I need to be close. I can, you know, check emails, phones. I need to like immerse myself in this world. And, you know, I had to learn French. You know what I mean? I had to um, just try to, you know, uh, absorb as much as I could of that, what it was like to, to, you know, just try to become her as much as I could. Um, so uh, we were living in a bubble because it was COVID. So I only saw like my co-stars. I couldn't, you know, and then I'll go to my trailer. So it was like a very <laughs> experience. You know, all I did was just sat and studied World War Two. So my, you know, my Nazi officers and my other, <laughs> you know, soldiers and uh, didn't talk to anyone. And uh, yeah, it was a very, uh, it was a very, educational and insightful but very hard experience and i ask myself almost every day why are you doing this nina why are you doing this again why why, why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's well worth it i say you know again it's just a fun film and um i'm excited for people to be able to watch this and be fully immersed in, and i will go see it in theaters obviously as well because there's something about that cinematic experience yeah. Um, I mean, watching movies in home has been great. Um, and even screeners is even better because, but then, you know, no one wants to watch it, you know, on a computer or a phone or yeah. a tablet. It's meant to be enjoyed, you know, on the big screen in IMAX. However you watch movies as a listener, you get, you, you get what I'm saying, right? I don't want to overstate this. So you've done a lot of things. You've been a part of a lot of projects. What is your acting story, Nina? What really drew you into cinema and made you want to be an actor? Was it a film or maybe an interaction that you had? Like what interested you into this wild world of entertainment? Um, I've been doing it since I was a kid. My dad was a professor at the Danish film school and my Russian grandparents were gypsies. So they're traveling around and, you know, I have pictures of me as a tiny girl with my girlfriend and I choreographed something and then I would stand on the street and dance and make money if I couldn't perform. Like I was one of those kids where I just had such a need to express. I would write poetry on, on the walls at home, which my parents didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> but I just had such a need to express, you know, which I still have. Um, and, um, and then I felt, um, that acting was the one that was most versatile where, you know, I sing in a band and it's like kind of one character, so to speak, you know what I mean? Where I was sure. a dancer and it was only physically I could express, you know, as a ballerina. And, uh, so what I found was acting was where I could be everything, you know, I, wow. I could, I could embrace it all. And, um, and that's, you know, uh, I, I did a lot of jobs that I, you know, did because when you first come to America, you're like, yay, I'm working. Waiting tables, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You, you And you say yes to anything. So you don't really think about building a career. You just work. And then I found myself in a place where I was like, oh, um, yeah, it's not really 
how I saw myself. You know, I, I, I did it differently. I worked as an amateur boxer and paid for NYU because it was so expensive. So I couldn't wait tables. I couldn't, uh, you know, the modeling gigs didn't really, and the acting gigs didn't really pay for my tuition, you know, but amateur fights did. So that's how I supported myself through college uh, to, to try to at least like, get some sort of education and I had a thick accent so nobody took me seriously. I was like, hello, I'm Nina from Denmark. And they're like, all right, next. <laughs> you know, they didn't really. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amateur boxing. So you were obviously, that that's just so different than what most stories are. That's how you paid for colleges. You fought people. <laughs> I love it. That is like, I mean, there's more to it than that, but it's great. I mean, what a story to tell. I mean, that's fascinating. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it if I didn't have to, <laughs> you know? Sure. But uh, we do whatever uh, we have to do. You know, I can't hear anything on my right ear. My nose is broken. You can't really tell, but I can't breathe through my nostril. You know, these are fake. You know, my teeth, uh, a couple of teeth were broken. I mean, it's not really, uh, you know, it's, I think it sounds a little more glamorous than what it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get but, it. <laughs> but, I, you know, we do what we have to do, right? To uh, Yeah. I mean, it's all about chasing that dream, right, <laughs> and making it happen. And I think that's the biggest takeaway, right, is you had a passion, you had a desire to be an actor, you wanted to pursue you were going to college, yeah. so it's not like you were just doing this, you know, for fun yeah. and like, you know, banking the money and then just acting, but you were pursuing a degree. So let's be clear, you know, you, ha you were doing what you thought you had to do and it obviously paid off very well for you extensively. Um, who knows? Maybe you could do a boxing film someday, a martial oh, arts. I would, I would love that. Even though I do think, you know, a million dollar baby was probably, you know, yeah, yeah, one of the. It'd be hard to touch that one. Yeah. yeah, there's a yeah, yeah. For me, it's Cinderella Man. But as far as oh, that was women, really good too. Yeah, Cinderella Man was great. Even Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah was entertaining of course the fighter with mark Wahlberg, but back to the topic at hand million dollar baby hillary swank academy award winner and such a tragic story this film hell hath no fury is again due out in november on the 5th yeah. um and it will be available to watch in theaters and possibly streaming down the road maybe streaming on the ninth, actually okay yeah okay yeah so Anybody can watch it anywhere, and uh, it's very exciting, and my hat's off to you for all of the amazing work and, and giving us entertainment to consume and, and working and just following your passions uh, and allowing us to benefit from that, from this great film that people will soon have to and will be able to see. Nina, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.